Hey America, what's going on? This is Brian Hanley coming at you again. Thank you for tuning in. You know, fan is short for fanatic, as we all know, or we all at least should know. So the one thing that that I like to think about from time to time, and I've asked people about it, and you know, being a former athlete is something that I thought about from time to time, is why are fans for the most part, so crazy. Well, part of that has to do with their unrealistic expectations of who they root for. What I mean by that is you get a certain fan base that goes crazy or thinks crazy things or is bananas over certain stuff because of what they believe that their team that they root for truly is. That's all that it is. The unrealistic expectations of what they believe that their ball club is. So that's what I want to talk about today. Unrealistic fan. The unrealistic fan bases in America. Let's talk ball. Woken up by Tatum. Now, there's some that, you know, are, and I, I want to make the definition between the two as far as unrealistic fan base and unpopular fan base. There is a difference. For instance, the unpopular fan base would be the Yankees, the Patriots, teams of that Alabama, you know, college football. Those are the unpopular because while people don't like them, they win. You know, my two personal that I can't stand the most, the University of Kentucky and Kansas University, can't stand either one of them. But they're not unrealistic because they win, which it pains me to say. I mean, it pains me to say it, but they win. So that is not being unrealistic when you win. The true definition of unrealistic fan base, which is going to hurt a lot of feelings where I'm from, but you know me, I don't really give a damn. And let's just start this off with Indiana University. Basketball and football, they suck and everybody knows it. But unrealistic fan base. Here's the reason why. Indiana was good forever. They were. I mean, even before Bob Knight was there, they had won national championships. Legit ones. 
you know, not the one from the Bloomington Herald that they just gave them. I mean, these were legit national championships that they had won. So Indiana was always good. Always. Things took a turn once Bob Knight got kicked out. I'm not going to go into why. We all know why. You come up with your own reason why. Whatever. That's not the point here today. The point is, is that that's when things change. They actually start change before he left because they stopped winning. So they stopped winning and were getting beat by teams that Indiana would never get beat by before. I mean, would just never get beat by. And they started losing. So things changed. They got worse. They got night out. They had that one fluke run in 2002 to go to the national championship game. And it was a fluke, and we all know it. Since then, they have been horrible. Now, you can sprinkle in a couple of Big Ten titles a couple of years when they had the number one or two pick, a number four pick, and they were supposed to be really good. And, and they fizzled out in the tournament. And we all know the tournament is what counts. That is what counts in college basketball. I'm not saying a conference is done. I'm not saying regular seasons don't. So I don't want to hear all that kind of nonsense. What I'm saying is people want to win the NCAA tournament. And Indiana has sucked in it for 20 years. So they have been horrendous. Yet, to hear an IU fan tell it, it's 1987, and we should win every single game. When they just refuse to understand, this is not then. It's not 1987. You are not the same team that you were then. Indiana is not the same program that it was then. And I have dear friends that I've that I know and love, and I try to tell them. I try. I'm like, hey, man, just accept that you are not that, that's the first step to recovery. If you can accept it, things can change and be different. But you won't accept it. You literally will not accept it. And so when things don't go your way, oh, this is terrible, they're horrible. Well, they, they, this, they just didn't start, my man. I mean, I use has sucked for a while. I mean, they've been bad. They have been bad. And yet you won't admit it. I'm a University of Louisville fan, okay? From the craziness that has gone on at University of Louisville, you know, and again, we don't need to go in. Everybody knows what happened with Louisville. But Louisville's been good. So you can say, oh, well, they took that national title away in 2013. Ah, oh, bye, 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 bye. So yeah, won one since 86. Okay, don't get started on that. They won it in 2013. They won it on the court. Everybody knows it, so blow it. Okay, just blow it out your ass. Nobody wants to hear that BS from you. But the main thing about it is Louisville has been good. They've been good. Other programs have been good. IU has not. And they won't accept it. For instance, like a Purdue. I use arch enemy. You don't hear Purdue fans running around talking about how good they are because they haven't been. I mean, you know, 
just understand what's going on with your program. And I mean, these people sound like they are crazy just talking about how good they are and this and that. I'm like, you're not good. You're not good at all. And you haven't been. Stop talking like it's 1987. Give me a break. But they won't do it. And that, my friends, is what I'm talking about. Unrealistic fan bases. That's what I mean. Next. Texas A&M University. If you would just understand you're not Texas, I think you would it, everything would be okay. Literally, if you would just understand that you are not Texas, everything would be okay. You can spin like you're Texas. You can talk like you're Texas. You are from Texas, but you are not the University of Texas. It's just a fact. It is literally... Just a fact. There's nothing, you know, good or bad or indifferent. You're just not the University of Texas. When you come to realize that, that would be the first step. There's nothing wrong with being Texas A&M. There's nothing wrong with that. Understanding who you are. You left a conference because you thought you were Texas. And I'm not talking about, oh, maybe you get a few extra dollars here or there. It's not like Texas A&M was broke. It's Texas A&M for crying out loud. And 50,000 kids go there. You got alumni. I mean, come on now. It's, it's right by Houston. And yet, you just won't. I mean, you're in Texas's shadow. You're not coming out of it. Deal with it. And just move on. Again, I bring it back to my personal experience. University of Louisville. Now, this is going to make me vomit my mouth a little bit, but I'm going to say it anyway. University of Louisville is not Kentucky. Oh. Oh, my God. Let me say that again. The University of Louisville is not Kentucky. Oh, okay. Okay. It's not Kentucky. Whew. And I understand that. We don't run around thinking that we're Kentucky. We understand. And the perfect example, there are two, basically two cities in Kentucky, Louisville and Lexington. In Lexington, if you can find 30 Louisville fans in Lexington, of a city of over 200,000 people, this is not a city of 50 people. This is a city of over 200,000. If you can find 30 Louisville fans in Lexington, you're doing some good. Louisville, on the other hand, city of a million people, half the city are Kentucky fans. And then literally half the city. Not, oh, well, maybe. No, 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 no. Half of Louisville are Kentucky fans. It's unbelievable. That itself is the reason why that Louisville fans understand we're not Kentucky. You can't compete with that. So they get it. Texas A&M, you can't compete with when the state is Texas and that's where you live, that's where your school is, 
you're not going to be able to compete with that, nor can you compete with everything that Texas has been. Just be you. Just be you. You're not, and so you fall by the wayside. People look at you cross-eyed. Look at you with the crazy, sad-eyed face because that's what you act like. So that's why the people treat you. But if you were just you, you could be your own powerhouse, big, strong, mighty, but you won't do that. You want to whine and cry that, no, oh, they don't treat us. Get out of here with that nonsense. Nobody wants to hear it. Next up, Auburn. Auburn University. If you polled 100 people right now just off the street, I'm going to say 60% don't even know where Auburn is. Probably 70. Just 100 random people. If you just walked up to them, hey, where's the University of Auburn? 70% couldn't answer that question. Uh, Georgia. South Carolina. Hey, man, it's in Atlanta. No, it's Florida. No, 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 man, it's Atlanta. They don't even know that it's in Alabama. And again, the same disease that Texas A&M has, University of Auburn, you have it. You're not Alabama. You're never going to be Alabama. Just be you. I mean, they won a national title with Cam Newton. It had been since the 50s since you won a, a national title. The 50s since you won a national title. You win one with the coach. And I'm not saying Gene Chizik is God's gift to coaching because he is not. But two years later, you fire the guy? The heck is going on? I mean, you go through coaches like people change underwear. I mean, you're Auburn. You're not Alabama. Again, it's not like Auburn doesn't have great alumni. Bo Jackson. He went to Auburn. Big bad Bo, Charles Barkley. Now, granted, Barkley played basketball, but he went there. And you tell me Barkley can't identify with Auburn football? He goes, he supports. Frank Thomas. Now, I know Bo's not in the Hall of Fame, but the other two are. I mean, so it's not like you don't have, and everybody knows who Bo Jackson is. So you've got alumni, you've got it. You got Cam Newton. Say what you want. Cam Newton went and he won a national title. They paid for it. So does everybody else. Newsflash. So get over that. So you've got something, but you just want to be Alabama. But you're not. And I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. You're not Alabama. And you're never going to be Alabama. So if you would just understand that you're not Alabama and just be Auburn, things would be so much better for you. They would be so much better for you. I mean, I, I, I get it. Alabama, they've won so much. And they get so much attention. And everybody from around the state just pours in the money to Alabama. But you get it too. You get some. Just be you and just understand it. But instead, you don't. And this is where you are. A laughing stock. 
and I wouldn't say a laughing stock. I mean, if you look at Auburn's football program over the years. You win some, you fire the coach, you get a new coach, then you lose, 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 you win, you fire. I mean, it's just a churning cycle. I mean, I could say the same thing about Tennessee football. I mean, Tennessee football hadn't won in years. <laughs> Woo! They won that title in 98, which Kansas State should have won. They had a better team and were cheated out of being able to play in the national championship. Everybody knows it. But I digress. Having said that, if we're going to transfer this on to Tennessee and flip it to them, I mean, half the people don't even know that Peyton Manning wasn't on the team when they won the national title in 98. It wasn't him. And they haven't won. Tennessee gets rid of the all-time winnings coach, Phil Fulmer. They didn't like him. So, oh, he's not winning enough. He's not recruiting well enough. They haven't been the same since. And when you talk about a program that has been pathetic, Tennessee football has been pathetic. Woo! I mean, they don't, I mean, there's they haven't been to bowls. They can't win six games. I mean, they have been Horrible. I mean, it's the same thing. Think about another one. Nebraska. <laughs> Nebraska. Nebraska, legendary football program. You've got Dr. Tom Osborne. He gets it rolling. I mean, they've all they've had it rolling forever, even before him. He gets it rolling. His top assistant, they hand it off to him. They're still winning nine games a year. They go to a national championship game. Now, granted, they got their head beaten in, and they didn't deserve to be there because they got their heads beaten in the week before. I get all of that, but they were there. And this is back when teams were playing 11 games a year. The man was winning nine games a year. Oh, they weren't recruiting. They didn't. What do you mean they weren't recruiting? They were winning nine games a year. Nine games a year. What else you want them to do? I get it. He's not Tom Osborne. I understand that. So what did Nebraska do? Eh, nine games, not good enough. Fired the coach. And they are still recovering 20 years later. Still trying to recover. I mean, literally still trying. I mean, they got they coach after coach after coach. Can't figure it out. Cannot get it going. Again, left the conference. You know, they thought they were bigger than what they were. Left a conference. And they're even in the weak part of the Big Ten. Can't figure it out. Terrible. Just terrible. I, I mean, nine a year. Think about that for a second, people. You win nine games a year and that's not good enough? You get fired? And then they try to come up with some BS about, oh, well, he's not recruiting. Well, he's recruiting well enough to win nine games a year. The man had a Heisman winner. But not good enough. Got to get rid of him. 20 years later, still trying to figure it out. Those are the kinds of things that I'm talking about. Unrealistic fan bases. You just don't know what you have. You don't want to understand what you are. And you want to think that you're bigger than what you really are. And it's a problem. 
it is a problem. I don't understand why. I don't know. I've never been one of those fans, so I don't really understand it. Um, I think it's because I was brought up in sports, so I get it. But even people that are brought up in sports, I know plenty of them that were hard-headed. Which brings me to my next team. Notre Dame football. Pathetic. (laughs) Now, my brother, God rest his soul, Notre Dame football fan. I used to get on him and tease him. They stink. They stink. And the reason that they stink, I mean, it's flat out. They had it going in the 90s. Notre Dame. I mean, Notre Dame's always had it going. They slipped a little. They hired Lou Holtz. They got it going. When the administration decided, you know what? We're not going to take some of these more at-risk kids. We're going to keep the standard the same. And God bless them. I'm not telling you you need to change your academic standards for anybody. I mean, that's you want to do that, I 100% understand. I'm not here to tell somebody that what you hold as a standard for your university is right or wrong. That's not my place. However, every great football player isn't going to be an A student. That's not how it works. Every good football player isn't going to be have the best possible grades. That's just not the way that it works. Sorry, I wish it did, but it does not. So having said that, when they changed the standards, Notre Dame went to, whoop, they basically went in the toilet. Lou Holtz said, oh, you're going to do this? I'm out of here. He left. He went to South Carolina. Who the hell Leaves Notre Dame to go to South Carolina. The hell's doing that? Ain't nobody doing that. Yet he did. So you knew that there was something going on. You knew it. And they haven't been able to figure it out since. Now, I know what you're going to say. Hey, they've been to two national championship games. You know in 2012 that Notre Dame didn't deserve to be in that national championship at all. And when they got on the field, what was shown? They didn't stand a chance. They had no business playing Alabama. Alabama could have played their third strings and still beat a mud hole in Notre Dame, and everybody knows it. 2018 college playoff. They go again. Uh, we're back. We're back. Uh, Notre Dame. Uh, we're back. Uh. 30 to 3. Wasn't even a contest. They had no business being in this playoff. Now, the thing about Notre Dame is, oh, they play this tough schedule. Hey, get in a conference. You don't like it. Get in a conference. But you ain't going to do that because it's too much money. And again, I'm not telling you to, to give up money. I'm not telling you that. But I don't want to talk about how tough your schedule is when you play Navy every year and you know, Army every year, Northwestern. And the years that you think some of these teams are going to be good, they're not good. So then what? We have what happened in 2018 and 2012. They play some of these teams that are everybody thinks is going to be good. They're not. But Notre Dame goes undefeated. Oh, Notre Dame must be great. No, they're not. And they get demolished. 
But to let their fan base tell it, ah, we're Notre Dame. We're great. I don't know what you're talking about. We got our own network. And you do. And you do. Never take that away from you. You have your own network. But your football program is not good anymore. So understand that. You have your own network. Your football program is not what you think that it is. And I don't know, dude, here's a, a twist to this. Do we blame the national media or the Notre Dame fans for that? Because the national media is the one that keeps Notre Dame and they say this, they're, they're great and they're undefeated. Now, their fans are out of control. Don't get me wrong, and they're crazy. So let's let's keep that under perspective. All of that is true. But their fans are only part of it. National media is in on it, too. It's a nationwide thing for Notre Dame. Nationwide craziness. Which brings me to my last team. We all know who it is. We all know the craziness that they are. Everyone knows. Dallas Cowboy fans. The most unrealistic fan base in the history of sports. Not professional sports, not professional football, basketball. In the history of sports. Dallas Cowboy fans are the most unrealistic lunatics that there could possibly be. And there's a lot of them. Dallas go anywhere in the world and play a, a football game. And they're going to have, I mean, if if it's overseas, they would have 60% of the people there. I mean, depending on where they go play, they might have half the stadium. They travel. There's just like Steeler fans travel, Packers fans travel, Cowboys fans travel. The difference is the Cowboys, they're everywhere. They're just like them. They're everywhere. Now, I live in Dallas, and I love it because... As bad as they've been, I get to rub it in and rub it in and rub it in. So, it, you know, it makes my day. I love it. But they're unre unrealistic. And what I'm talking about, they think they're so good every year. Every year they think they're good. And they get so crazy that even in the years that they are pretty good, oh, well, the coach stinks. Well, the coach stinks? What are you talking about? They're winning. Oh, I'll never root for them until they get rid of the coach. But they're winning. I mean, they get so delusional. They don't know when they're good. They don't know when they're bad. They don't know up from down. 3-13, and I'll win the Super Bowl next year. With what? You got the same player. It don't matter. We're winning. Oh, okay. Super Bowl. Oh, the Cowboys would have scored this many points. Oh, no, this is a horrible. What? The Cowboys? What? Huh? It's just amazing. Jerry Jones... A genius. Just a genius. The man has convinced a world of Cowboy fans that they are the greatest team to ever play. Now, everybody believes that their team is the best. Don't get me wrong. Everybody believes their team is the best. It's The difference is Cowboy fans, they could be the worst, and they will still tell you that they're the best. Other people understand, hey, you know what? We're, we sucked. Yeah, we're 4 and 12. We're terrible. We got to get better. Cowboy fan, 4 and 12. Oh, man, the refs in this game, we could have won this one. We could have won that one. The refs cheated us out of this one. 
of the coaching was better. I mean, we should have been 15 and one. I know we were four and 12. We should have been 15 and one. You will hear that. That is not an exaggeration, people. And you all know it. Shoot. You all know a Cowboys fan. You, everyone out here that is listening knows a Cowboys fan that will tell you exactly what I'm saying. This is not some, some, something that Brian Hanley made up. This is not just something that's vanished or appeared out of the blue. You know, your rub and a genie came out of a bottle and I'm making this up. This is all true. You know it. Cowboys fans are crazy. They're literally, I, I just, and I don't know why. Cowboys have been successful. It's not like Cowboys don't have a successful franchise. They do. But to hear them tell it, and they are just so insane. Everything. Just, oh, we're winning this. We should have won that. We're the greatest. No, you're not the greatest. And nobody can be the greatest when in the last 23 years you've won two playoff games. Oh, I'll make it three. This is 2019. You won one this year. So you've won three. I mean, there's people, bad franchises, that have won more playoff games in that time frame. You're the Cowboys. Hey, we're the best. We're the Cowboys. And you are the most valuable. I can't take that away from you. Again, Jerry Jones, genius. But come on now. When does realistic take over? When is realistic? When does that replace insanity? Fan. Fanatic. Fan. <laughs> Fanatic. When does that... I mean, when does sanity just take over? But you know what? That's why we all love it. Because it's fun to make fun. It's fun to root. It's fun to get after each other. Because if it's, none of this was fun, then what would be the point? Now, some people, they can't take it as fun. I mean, you know, some people, it's just, uh, I mean, it's life or death for them. And I mean that literally. I mean, which is sad. Got to be able to turn it on and off. Got to turn it on and off. I understand rooting. I'm not saying I'm a good sport. Steelers lose. Louisville loses. A big game or end of the year. It's a half hour before I'll speak to my wife. And she knows it. She won't even talk to me. She just leave wherever I'm at. She'll just leave and just let me cool off. And then go from there. She knows. Because she's, you know, in the early years, she would be trying to talk and some, and some of the worst words that have come out of my mouth <laughs> were being thrown at her. And I apologize, babe. I apologize. And I apologize then. But I had to let her know, this is how I am. Fanatic. And like I said, it's fun. It's fun. Otherwise, if it wasn't fun and we didn't root, then what would be the point? You know, if we weren't trying to have fun, if it didn't mean anything to us, and we get so invested, that's the thing. We're just so invested. We won. We played great. Oh, man, did you see us play today? Us. We. <laughs> Woo! I love it. Just something to think about, people. Just something to think about. Like I said, 
all the same, all love, love every minute of it. Thank you guys for tuning in. I appreciate it. Looking forward to hearing and seeing any comments. Until the next time, aloha. of my brother Robert Aloha Let's Talk Ball is produced by myself Brian Hanley and Darren Howard at Mach 1 Productions Editing, music, intro, graphic design, cover art are also done by our director of operations, Darren Howard at Mach 1 Productions Research, fact checking by myself Brian Hanley The Let's Talk Ball podcast is brought to you by the LTB Network